right, let's read our scripture. Let's read our scripture for the day. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. Then he who received, that is he who received it by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word of immediately and receives it with joy, yet has no root in himself, but endures for a little while. And when the tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, we'll hit that in a little bit, immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word of the Lord and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and wanted and want that car that my friend got and wanting the house we can't afford and Lulu lemons and, and, and all the rest of it. Maybe that's not what it says. <laughs> but the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word and becomes unfruitful. But he who receives the word on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and produces some hundred, some sixty, some thirty. Let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just pray you'll be with us for just a moment. I pray you'll speak to us. God, I bind any distracting spirits. I bind anything that would keep them from hearing the word. And God, I pray that you will be with us. In your name we pray, amen. Now, we started two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we started on what I felt like was a word for 2024. Okay, we're talking about getting better. We're talking about making progress. You are not going to be all that at the end of 2024, but God's will for your life is to be better than you are now. When I say better, I'm talking about making progress, growing God's will for your life. And, And the Lord started talking to us two weeks ago about this parable in Matthew chapter 13 about the, the, the soil, the so, uh, sower, the seed and the soil. Okay. And for two weeks I preached about sowing. A man went out to sow. If you are going to make progress and growth this year, it takes deliberate, intentional action. It takes deliberate and intentional choices. Don't leave it to chance. We are two happenstance people. We just kind of take life as it comes. God has a plan. The shepherd knows where he wants to lead you. I mean, God has a way of going that he wants you to do. And it ain't, well, I don't know. Let's just go and we'll figure it out. And that's the way most people, they're not just going with whatever comes their way. God wants you in 2024, not New Year's resolutions. I'm talking about, God, what would you have me do in 2024? What would you have me uh, to sow into my life in 2024? What do you want me to commit to in 2024? Get his opinion and then just start doing it. Deliberate. Which means also that you gotta consent and submit. You gotta do what he says. I'm gonna say that again just because it makes some of you mad. You gotta do what he says. You gotta, if you, you gotta consent, he's the king and I'm not. Amen? And I gotta submit to his ways of doing things. When I do that, Lord, you want, you want me to keep the nursery? Lord. 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 
Yeah. And it's amazing. You do it, God meets you back there. Or you meet somebody that changes your life. We talked about, and remember, I'm not trying to throw your world upside down. Everybody hear me. Small seeds produce big harvests. I'm just talking about what would God have you do? Small things. Start doing, stop doing, sow into. We talked about that. We talked about being generous. And listen to me. Hear me. Don't leave it to chance. Don't leave it to chance. Don't leave it to chance. You know what that means? That means if I want corn, baby, I'm going to sow corn. I ain't going to go, ooh, I got this field. You know, Amy, I'd love to have some corn. Lord Jesus, let's call Brother Dan and call the prayer team and see if the Lord will raise up corn in my field. Corn. Corn. Oh, God. Corn. God put a principle, sowing and reaping. Now, I want to say this. I didn't say last week, and I got to move on. Some of you are in the middle of a bad crop because you sowed bad seeds. Because there's a principle. You sow to your flesh, you're going to reap corruption. Well, here's how you, how do you get out of a bad crop? Well, you keep sowing good seeds and eventually the good crop overwhelms the bad. Till all you have is a good crop. Are you hearing me? He who has the ears to hear, let him hear. Now, today I want to start for this week and next week talking to you about the seed. The seed. What are you sowing into your life? What are you allowed to be sown into your life? What seed are you planting? The principle is still true. We're going to talk about the seed being sown in two parts. Today I want to just talk about what's being sown in you. Next week we're going to talk about what you're sowing in the world. What, what are you, what is being sown by you? And we're talking about Jesus. This whole thing, I want, I want to just make this connection quickly. Look at the verse John, look at John chapter one. Look at what it says. The seed is the word of God. Verse 18 says, the seed is the word of God. Well, look, we're really talking about Jesus. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He's talking about Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. He was in the beginning with God. Look at that. And all things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made. And in him was life. And the life was the light of men. That is two important deals. Anybody in here need life and light? Anybody in here need some light? Me and a couple of other people. The rest of you want to grope in darkness. That's what the Bible says. Anybody in here need some light in this dark world? Yeah. That's important. We'll get to that in a minute. So I want to jump into this. First of all. The word word is two words in the Greek for the word word of God or word. It's logos. Logos is the general word of God. Like for God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. It's the general word of God. It is the word to everybody. And then there's rhema. And it's the Greek word. And basically means it's saying for God so loved you. It, it becomes personal. Does that make sense? It becomes personal to you. Okay, we all want the rhema, but the rhema comes out of the logos. You got to know the logos first. Amen? <laughs> I got a short sermon. Y'all going to make it long. All right. Now, he said he's planting seed. Look at this. This is incredible. The word seed in the Greek is sperma. 
you can all guess if you're over 10 what English word we get from that. The Greek word is sperma. The seed is called sperma. I don't think that's by accident. I think God chose that word on purpose to let us understand what the word of God does to us. What the word of God produces in us. Now look at 1 Peter chapter 2. Actually, yeah, actually it's 3, whatever. 1, 1 Peter 1. One of those. Having been born again, how many of you are born again? All right, put your hands up. Wow. Yeah, the rest of you just be silent. How many of you are happy about being born again? Thank you. Having been born again, look, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible Through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Wow. We are saved by the word of God. What does that mean? You didn't get saved when you wanted to. I just decided one day. No, God was coming to you. He was speaking to you. He was drawing you and you just agreed to it. If God didn't draw you, baby, you didn't get saved. If the word of God did not come to you, that's that conviction. Now there are three things the seed produces. Number one, it produces life, life. It produces the life of God in us. A life better than I could have had by myself. I cannot produce the life he's talking about by myself. I need something planted in me. Are you hearing me? Second thing it produces is conflict. Anybody ever had a baby? It produces conflict in your life for the rest of your life. Even when they're out and gone, somehow it conflicts us. The Bible, listen. The Bible, Jesus Christ. You want a quote from Jesus? Everybody looking? You want me to throw a quote from Jesus that you don't hear very often? You ready? Jesus Christ said, I didn't come to bring peace to the earth. I came to bring a sword. Now, is he talking about we all should pick up swords and kill all the bad people? No. He is talking about immediately when the life of God comes in me, I am conflicted. I am conflicted with what's going on around me and my flesh. Immediately, there is going to be conflict inside of me. There is going to be, I got a new way of living. That's why I tell you, look, if you, if you got saved and nothing's ever changed in your life, you didn't get saved because immediately God started messing with me. Started telling me, yeah, you used to be that way, but now we're doing things different. God messing with me all the time, conflicting me. When my flesh gets riled up, my spirit is in conflict. It happened last Sunday. My wife, I mean, you know, I pick on Amy because I try not to let her head get too big, you know. And I pick on her. I mean, it's like being married to Jesus. It's aggravating. You know, it's just aggravating. I mean, if you, if you don't like Amy, you just demonic. That's all I can say. Well, she's pulling out the driveway here last Sunday, church. I hope it wasn't one of you. And if it is one of you, if this was one of you, then let my words conflict you. She's driving out, building out a park, uh, Taco Bell going, 
and somebody comes flying by and, and you know, sometimes God love her. She, she gets a little tunnel vision, not paying attention, you know, and all of a sudden he just, woo, and pulls down the, rolls down the window and starts hollering at my wife. And hot, and Matthew. And so they get home, start hollering and, and then peels out. And then Matthew, they tell me about it when we get home. And you know what my first response was? Who was it? Who was it? Did you get a look at the car? You know, I, I know the sheriff. We'll hunt down where this joker lives, and we'll get all your sons, and we'll roll that house so bad that he'll never crawl out from under that toilet paper. I mean, you you know, I am as easy going. If you feed me, I'm happy, you know. But you mess with Amy, man, something just, it's a good thing I didn't have daughters. It, it is a good thing because if they ever hurt their feelings, I'd hurt them. I can't help it. But I get my quiet time. And the Lord, the word of the Lord inside of me conflicts me. See, that's what I don't see. I see people perfectly comfortable with going against the word of the Lord. Third thing it does, it brings conviction. The word of the Lord brings conviction. It allows you, it convicts. That's what happens when people come to church and all of a sudden they get stirred you you say, well, that's kind of conflicted, but it, it's different. You're drawn. You you feel drawn. I you know I have people say, I ain't coming to church no more because you make me cry every time. I cry every time I'm in church. Well, you know, that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He draws us. It only comes. What does the Bible say? How will they come to Christ if there is not a preacher? In other words, if the word is not spoken to them. And I'm not talking about preaching. I'm talking about you and me in life. Conviction comes when the word of God is around. Look at this scripture. Put First Peter back up for me, please. It says... It compares your corruptible seed, and then there's incorruptible seed. You know what that word literally means? Perishing. Everybody look up. I, I'm trying to work out. I, I killed myself when I was playing college football, and when I got out, I said, I'm probably not going to do this no more. And I kind of stuck to it. But my wife, when we started the plethora of grandchildren, it's just, <laughs> she said, hey, boy, you got to be able to get down on the ground with your grandkids and get back up. So I started working out. Hate it as much as it did when I started. You know, when I get through, I feel like I've had surgery. And the guy has <laughs> <laughs> the guy asked me, he said, he said, Brother Allen, what's your goal? What do you want to accomplish working out? And I said, I thought about it a second. I said, well, I'd like to stop jiggling. <laughs> That's a good goal. I said, you know, when I get on that elliptical, I feel like I'm jello. <laughs> Could we, I mean, oh, and my wife said I got to get off the ground and be able to get back up, get on the ground and get back up. See, that's my goals. But listen, everybody look at me. This is revelation time. This is going to die. This and everything associated with this is going to perish. 
You can go screaming and kicking and hollering. You can go like me, enjoying Bluebell with your last breath. But it don't matter. You going? Are you hearing me? We are sowing seed that is perishing. We got people that ain't never done anything productive in life, got millions of followers on these goofy podcasts telling you all what's going on and all that, and we're following them, and got you're sowing into your corruptor. We're going after the American dream and everything, and God's saying, look, I want my seed in you, and it'll last forever. And by the way, it'll produce life right now and on into the future. I'm going to show you one verse, and you've heard it. Hebrews. The, I mean, do you understand? This stuff ain't going to last. Look at what Hebrews. For the word of the Lord is living, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Look what he says. It's living. What did I say it produces? Life. Life in you. Life that does not depend on circumstances. Sharpening a two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit. The more you put the word in you, the more clearly he defines what's your flesh and what's your spirit. Me wanting to go roll that guy's house was probably my flesh. I'm pretty sure of it. But see, if you don't have the word in you, you, you'll convince yourself that's a really good way. At least you'll say things like, well, at least I didn't whip him or beat him. We just going to roll his house. You know how many bad decisions are made because we have no word that separates our flesh from spirit. Look, you put the seed in, it produces what? Life. It produces conflict. Makes your decision go, well, I don't know what to do. The more word you put in, it becomes clearer and clearer. A discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's what the word does. Now, second thing I want you to see is seed needs to be sown in season and a lot of it. I felt like the Lord said this is a year of sowing. This is the time to sow. Do you realize this is a scientific fact from one of our resident farmers here or whatever she calls herself? Not a farmer, but seed loses its power over time if it's not planted. I'm going to say that again. Seed, the longer you wait, like if you wait two or three years, it sits on the shelf, it won't have as much power to germinate as it did when it first. Some of you have been sitting under the word of God and you've never planted it in you and it is, it's losing its power to germinate inside of you, to have a produce you need to sow a lot. You, this is a year to sow. This is a year to do it. Now, I want you to hear this. Everybody look at the screen. I want you to see this quote. Hearing God is hearing God speak isn't a want. It's a serious vital need. It's essential to my emotional and spiritual health. I'm going to say it again. It's not a want. There's so many who say, well, I can't hear God like them. Man, you got to hear God or you're not going to make it. I need the word of God. I need this word of God, the written word of God planted. But do you know this word of God doesn't tell me everything? It gives me principles and all that. But I need, do I take that job? Do I not take it? Do I do this? Do I marry them? Do I, do what? Do not choose a career because it pays a lot. Seek the Lord. 
It is essential for your emotional and physical health. You were born again to be able to hear God. To have the word of God planted in you where you can say, God spoke to me. God led me. God told me. God, I was reading the Bible and that verse jumped off. The written word, the spoken word. God can speak. Look, I've had God speak to me through a movie. I've had God speak to me. Somebody was praying about that morning, and I'm standing in line, and there's a conversation of strangers next to me. I said, God, I know you're going to speak to me somehow. And these guys are having a conversation, and God answers the question that I was saying. I went, I didn't even know these people. But if you know, if you believe I gotta have the word of God implanted in me and I know I was born again with the ability to hear because Jesus Christ said, my sheep hear my voice, know my voice. I was born to hear it, but I gotta plant it inside of me. I've gotta allow it to get in. The written word. The spoken word, words of prophecy, anything from him. I had God, so it's the only time in my life, only time in my life, I've seen an inchworm, a real inchworm. Have you ever seen one? I don't even think they're an inch. But they really, you know, because we bought one of our kids one time, them green things, you know, you remember that? The inchworms, big green thing, they write. I'm sitting, I'm doing a retreat, and it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. I'm preaching my guts out, and they're looking at me like some of you are looking at me right now. What you say? What time, where are we going to lunch? I mean, I preached for two days, morning, afternoon, and night. I had preached six times, nothing. I started to resort to my old Baptist upbringing and tell them, if you love your mother, come down and we'll pray for you. Just to get somebody to do something. And I'm sitting on this big rock. It's North Alabama. I'm sitting on this big rock. I'm just going, God. Are you even in this state? And I looked down. I looked down at this big boulder I'm sitting on, and I saw an inchworm. And I looked down, and I went, oh, he was right there. I said, that's an inchworm. I've never seen one of those. So I go back to, God, these people are horrible. Is anybody saved here? And I look down again. I just happen to put my, I'm sitting down. I put my hands on my knees. And I look down and right between my knees, I can see that inchworm. He's still on the rock. Then moving. I went, dude. And I went back to pray. Oh my God. This is horrible. These people are demonic. That's what it is, Lord. I need to just, I need to just start speaking in tongues over them and it's demons. I prayed for a little while long, and I just, I was wiping my head. I just had, I mean, I'm looking around, I look around, I look down, and that inchworm is going over the edge. And all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me. He had, this boulder looked like a mountain to that inchworm, but he just stayed steady and kept going, kept going. Kept going. Just keep preaching. Just keep going. And you'll get there. God wants to speak to everybody that is his child. He wants the word of God. Look at Colossians 3.16. Look what it says. Look at that first phrase. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. Richly. Everybody say richly. Not just a little bit. Dwelling. I need God to speak to me, but I gotta start with the Logos. 
when you understand that, you understand this last principle. Seed always multiplies. I am excited because, you know, I am not a perfect man. I've never claimed to be. But I do understand that God wants you to live out the scripture. And I know at least one I've lived out. At least one. Be fruitful and multiply. God, I got that one. Do you understand? When you plant one little seed, it always produces more. It always produces more than you planted. Always. When I plant the Word of God, it starts taking me places I never dreamed of. I start understanding. And then I realize you got, God provides for you. There's seed for eating. God provides for you. But what do you don't do with your seed? You don't eat it all. Cause you gotta have some for planting again. That's what we'll talk about next week. But God provides everything I need through his word. Look at Psalms 1 real quickly. Now I want to tell you a story. Psalms 1. Look what it says. Blessed. Now listen, that is not quit thinking American. That is not being wealthy. Can be, but that ain't what he's talking about. You know what that word means in the Hebrew? It means to be envied. To be envied. That's what it means. Blessed. I'm a blessed man. I have no retirement and I've never had insurance. I'm a blessed man. My children have eaten every bit of retirement I could ever have. Popeye's chicken owns half my retirement. But man, can I tell you, I'm a blessed man. Well, how do you get blessed? Anybody here don't want to be blessed? If you don't want to be blessed, Dan will set you up an appointment and cast out that demon. Blessed is a man, look, look, who does not listen to the counsel of the ungodly. You go, well, what counsel is that? Anything that's not godly is ungodly. We are listening to podcasts of people that ain't got no sense, ain't never done nothing, but we made them millionaires. They tell you, oh, like this is the makeup that I use. Oh my God. And then you, you need to do it. I mean, the guy's getting arrested for rape and he's got two billion people listening to his podcast. Can I tell you? Bad things happen when you listen to ungodly counsel. Anything that is not godly is ungodly. Anything that does not line up with his word, I'm not going to listen to that. Stands in the path of sinners. Why are we trying to look just like the world? Let's see how close we can get to them. Me and my wife were watching a movie. And the, the mama was getting on to the married daughter because she was kind of, she noticed she was kind of flirting with this guy. And the mama, the good daughter said, mama, I ain't going to buy nothing, but it's okay to win the shop. My wife leaned over to me, you try that, I'll hurt you. <laughs> Do you understand? We're... We're trying to, you'll wind up in the path of sinners. Then look what happens. Sit in the seat of the scornful. We've got people that used to be in this church that love God. They started taking the counsel of the ungodly, started seeing how much they could be like the world. And then all of a sudden, they're out in this church saying, God ain't real. There's a bunch of hypocrites. I don't like none of them. And they're miserable and bitter. Why? Because they planted in their mind things that are corruptible, that will reap corruption. They planted seeds. They allowed seeds to be planted. 
Now my question, if I look at it, what you allow in plant, being planted in, who, who you talking to? Who you listening to? Who you take advice from? What does he say? Look at the next verse. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Excuse me, not that one. Verse 2 of Psalms 1. Bam. He's good, isn't he? But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Look. And his law, other versions have word. His delight is in the word of the Lord. And he shall be, look what happens when I meditate on it. When I sow it into my mind. When I'm asking the Lord, Lord, What's your opinion? What should I do when I ask the Lord, who should I date? What job should I take? When I meditate on his word, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in season, whose leaves shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. All because of what he's planting. Gosh, what a great promise. What are you planning? I mean, we're watching. We're on our phones six, ten hours a day. No time for the word. See, if you, if you deny the logos, you'll never get to the rhema. There's some of you. Now don't shout me down now. I'm going to get a little personal. Just sit there and take it. You came. Doors are locked till I'm finished. Just take it. You cannot say, well, I know the Bible says, but. I know the Bible says don't sleep around. I know the Bible says don't do that. I know the Bible says tithe. I know the Bible says when you say, well, I really can't do that right now. What you are doing is you are allowing the thoughts of your reason or the world's reason to be planted in my mind. I watched. I was, it was a, a Christian documentary, but it was this lady. She was a porn star and and she was, well, I don't know if she was a star. She just did pornography. And she dated a bunch of people and talked about how many men. And she's changed, you know, she stopped doing all that. And now she's mad because nobody wants to date her. See, the world... It's going to plant seeds in you telling you, oh, this is okay. That's all right. No, don't worry about that. And it will produce corruption every time. But the word of God is going to produce life every time. There's a man in our church that told me a testimony. And he told it to me just unsolicited, just somehow we got in a conversation. He told me, I called him back. And I said, I cannot, I had another illustration to end with. I said, I cannot think of a better. This is old. He grew up Catholic. This was his words. I'm just saying, don't, I'm just going to quote him. He said, you know, I grew up Catholic and we don't read the Bible. They just, priests just tell us what it says. Never read the Bible. We started hanging around. How it started was, me and Amy started ministering to somebody, and then somehow that somebody had a friend, and it wound up wanting to talk to her. And she did what Amy does. They started coming to church. He got saved. Started feeling that conviction. He said, man, I feel something. I don't understand. I only can't explain it, but when you were talking... I was trembling inside. He gave his heart to Christ. Started coming to my life group years ago. He brought a Bible 
He said, man, you're, you're quoting that Bible. Well, that's how he started. He started looking. I started showing him. He started reading this Bible. He started, every time I asked him to memorize stuff, he'd memorize it. He started reading. He said, man, I didn't know the Bible said that. He started calling me. He said, look, I got this decision. Does the Bible say anything about that? I said, yeah, why don't you go read this? And so he was just soaking in the Logos. Just taking, reading whatever I told him to read, just putting it in. Started reading it over his family. Just because I told him to. But he started doing it, and it was producing life. He was changing. And then he told me on February 19th, 2019, I heard God speak to me. And here's what he said. This is old. I mean, it's just old country bumpkin, good old boy dude fishing and hunting and shooting guns. And he said, I heard God speak to me. Here's what he said on the phone. It altered my existence. He said, I'm doing stuff now I never dream. God spoke to me about handle how to do my business. God spoke to me about doing this. He said, I'm witnessing to friends, and I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just telling them about how Jesus has changed. I'm inviting people over to my house. I said, I, pr- I started praying for people in public. All because the Logos became Rhema. The seed planted brought a harvest. Everybody look at me. What are you planting? What are you allowing to be planted? Do you sit around and mope and gripe and complain? Do you listen to other people that that's all they do? Are you taking in the world's advice? Are you saying, no, I got to do it God's way. Even though my flesh don't want to, produces that conflict where he tells me, you were, you were ugly to that. You were short with that lady, sweet old lady at the bank. Why don't you get in your car and you go back and you tell her. You know, we all throw that inner two-year-old fit. I want to. Well, if you plant the word, I've got to consent and submit, like we talked about two weeks ago. And it produces life, abundant life. Let me end with this. Look at Matthew chapter 4. Amy got on to me about eating bread. I threw this verse out at her. You know, man shall not live by bread alone. I said, the Bible's saying you need bread to live. Bread alone, you know, I mean, he's giving you. It didn't work. Anyway, man should not live by bread alone. Look at it. Everybody look at it. But by every word that proceeds out from the mouth of God. Spoken, written, ever how it comes, if it comes out of mouth of God. Make my decisions based on everything. He said that. Now, I know you know when he said that. Listen to me. He said that when Satan was standing right in front of What are you living by? What seed are you planting in your mind? What are you planting in your children? 
Because if you ain't planting something, I guarantee you Satan's planting something. Guaranteed. I'm not leaving it to chance. I want to make them. Isaac told Isaac or one of them, Elisha, told one of them, told me about that. I remember you. He said, I've always had a health fear of the Lord because I remember you almost choking down one of my little brothers because he wouldn't pay. He, we're reading the Bible. Well, at my house during family time, you read the Bible, you're going to sit there and be still. And I, one of them was still had a lot of their mother in them and was moving around and everything. So I just snatched him up. And I put it. I said, by God, you're going to sit here and listen to the word. And you go, that's mean. No, that's somebody that understands that word's going to produce good stuff in them. I ain't going to leave it to chance. What are you allowing to be planted in your spirit and mind? What podcast are you listening to? Are you taking the counsel of the ungodly? When you understand. Now I want to say this as we end. This is how you end a sermon like this. Okay? If you don't know Christ. Look, if you just came down. There's a lot of people that have. And in the south we were the worst. We were the worst. We told people, come on down, say this prayer, and you won't go to hell. I remember sitting in the thing going, hey, you want to go to heaven or hell? If you want to go to heaven, come on down. I went, is that my only two choices? I mean, what do we? There was no conviction of the Holy Spirit. And so there was no salvation. But when the Holy Spirit is there, he convicts. Man, if you're convicted this morning, I want to tell you, Jesus loves you. He wants you to give your life to him. Second thing, some of you need to decide. Do you want life? Or do you want corruptible or uncorruptible? What are you living by? What seed are you sowing? It doesn't matter. Everybody hear me. It doesn't matter that you believe in God. I'm going to say that again. It doesn't matter that you believe in God. Satan believes in God. In fact, the word says the demons know God and tremble. What matters is are you going to allow seed? Are you going to receive it inside of you and go, Lord, I'm going to start planting seed. Remember, I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking for growth. I'm following Christ. I'm getting better every day. That's what we're looking for. I want you to rise to your feet. Here's your assignment this week. Life group leaders, y'all go ahead and get to your tables if you would, please. While they're walking, everybody look at me. Here's your assignment this week. I want you every day to read Psalms 1 over your family. Read the final six verses. The final three verses of Psalms 1, it says, whatever he does, he'll probably, it says, the ungodly are not so. They are like chaff in the wind. You know what chaff is? When they got wheat, they throw it up and the wind blows the chaff away because it has no weight to it. I just described a lot of people's lives. You get blown around, whatever feeling you're having that day, whatever it is, whatever that, you get blown around. But he said the godly have weight to them. I want you to bow your head right now. If you're a Christian, I want you to lift your hands and tell the Lord, God, I want to do it your way. Help me to sow your thoughts. Just tell him, God, I want to sow your thoughts. I want to make decisions by your thoughts. 
Boy, I pray for you. Look at me one more time. How do you do that? Well, first of all, you read his Logos. I just gave you a assignment, Psalms 1, every day. It's only six verses. Psalms 1 every day. Sew it in. Teenagers, sew it in. Next thing, everybody look at me. I got a word from God for you. This is the way it works. This is the way it works. I got a word from God for you. You ready? Join a life group. You know why I'm saying that? Because years ago, I was asking the Lord, what do you want to do? And the Lord clearly spoke to us and said, start life groups. So the word of the Lord is, do life groups. So if you're in this church, and you're a member of this church, sow that seed in you. Because you never know what miracles will happen. You never know what will what will go on. What will be planted in you and what you get to plant. Amen? Hold hands with somebody next to you. Lord, I just pray this is my family. These are my people. I ask you to bless them. I love them, Lord. I love this church, Lord. I pray. I love your church. This is your church. Lord, I just ask you to let us start this year, 2024. We're going to start sowing good seed. We ain't going to worry about the past. We're not going to worry about failures of the past. We're going to sow seed this year, Lord. We're going to start walking, following the shepherd. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In your name we pray. Amen. Be blessed. As Pastor Allen continues a series of sermons on the sower, the seed, and the soil. Today he talked about the seed. He said there are two types of seeds. The type of seed that has been sown, that is being sown into you and to me, that is the Word of God. And then the seeds that you and I might sow into other people's lives. This week, let me challenge you to meditate on that, concentrate, and think about it, and see what the Lord is speaking to you. We thank you for joining us today. We hope that you were blessed. Don't forget about our life groups. You can always pass by the church office this week. Pick up a life group book. There is one for you to join. God bless you. We'll see you next week.